People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the prime example. We know that people need it. They need him, but not everybody wants him. So our job is to make it as attractive as possible to create an environment where people are like, man, I want what you have. I want the peace that you have, the joy that you share. Creating that environment where people, again, they need Jesus, but we know so many people aren't choosing to buy Jesus. So we have to create that environment that they buy into it. The King's Council helps you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. Now, our vision is to get you on the right path to your framework of success, focusing on the five power pillars, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and financial. Now, the King's Council is not your average coaching program. It's much more than that. It's a tribe of like-minded men and women bonded by faith and relationship that you can do life with. Join us in creating the next wave of kingdom entrepreneurs and becoming the CEO of your life by visiting kingscouncilcoaching.com and connect with one of our team members today. This episode is brought to you by Gospel Canvas. Gospel Canvas is reimagining Christian art for today's generation of Christians. Their exclusive collections are custom, unique, and a beautiful reminder of the power of salvation and hope. Now, these pieces will brighten up any space and add high character and motivation that you can see, touch, and experience on a daily basis. Visit gospelcanvas.com today and use the promo code KING15 to get 15% off your purchase at checkout. That's gospelcanvas.com using the promo code King 15. Enjoy the show. What's up, champion? Riley Meek here, and I want to tell you about our upcoming GoPro in Life Virtuals Challenge on Monday, November 8th. We've got an amazing list of speakers, such as best-selling authors David Harris Jr. and John Gordon. We're also going to have my brother in Christ and business partner, Super Bowl champion Steve Weatherford during this virtual challenge. And of course, yours truly, I'm going to be bringing the heat to the virtual stage to help you unlock your God-given talents. And the best part about it is this is all for free. That's right. It's free for everybody to come and learn from some of the most successful people in the world right now in taking your life to the next level. So if you're ready to stop playing small and ready to become a pro in your life, text me the words "Go." Pro to 727-472-3860. And I'll send you the link today. Now that's go pro to the number 727-472-3860. And claim your spot for the GoPro in life virtual challenge on Monday, November 8th. We'll see you in the episode. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek. And today, I want to dive into the topic of sales. 
actually probably over the next couple weeks, we're going to dive into this here, really just about sales in general and maybe some preconceived notions or ideas of what sales actually is. So we're going to dive into that and really what the Bible says sales is. Because whether or not you believe that you're in sales, you're in sales. It doesn't matter what you believe you are in sales. Because first off, nothing happens without a sale, period. Nothing happens without sales. The truth is, if you're running a business, you're a leader, you're selling the vision for your company to your employees. If you're a parent, a mom or a dad, you're selling your values to your kiddos, pastor of a church, You're selling the congregation on the merits of following a God-inspired idea, right? Evangelists were selling people on why they should turn their lives to Christ. Sales at the core of it, sales puts things into motion. I could go on and on about how we are all in sales, but what I really want to dive into is not just like me convincing you that, but to show you that the Bible is pro-sales. The Bible is pro-sales. Now, I know that probably got some of your guys' attention there. So the fact of the matter, that's what we're going to dive into this. And whenever I talk about this, I always get some people that are like, whatever, dude, come on. It's a common response. So I want to just get this fully across to everybody here that the sales, even though it's, I mean, truly, this is like the lifeblood of pretty much everything. Unfortunately, people view it as that, like I said, that negative connotation. Or, but the truth is, everybody loves to buy. We love to buy things, but nobody wants to be sold anything. I get that. What do we do? How do we get people to want to buy? How do we create that environment? And that's what we're going to dive into here today. But ultimately, I want to make sure you guys understand what my definition of sales is when we're talking about this. Because there's a lot of definitions of sales or ideas or perceptions, we'll call it, of what sales actually is. And my definition, this is just simply Riley Meek's definition of it and how I'm basing this podcast in my viewpoint of this. Because this is just my viewpoint. And you guys are just tuning in to listen to my viewpoint. So thank you. Honor to you. Uh, I hope, trust, and believe that this will be of value to you after the back year. But my definition of sales is it's really influencing somebody to take advantage of an idea, a concept, maybe your product or a service. Now, hear me on this. To influence somebody to take advantage of that, that is in their best interest. Okay, I'm going to say this again. Sales is influencing somebody to take advantage of an idea, a concept, a service, or a product that you offer that is in their best interest. The root word of sales, I know if you've listened to me at all, you guys have heard me say this, the root word of sales, it's a Norwegian word. The root of it is selje, S-E-L-J-E, selje. That means to serve. So if we can go about this, if we have a posture towards sales of serving, there should never be any negative connotation to it. Problem is most people don't see selling in that manner. They see it as slimy, maybe unethical. Rightfully so, based upon maybe some of your past experiences, that could be a very valid feeling. But I'm going to take us on a challenge today, right now. I want to sell you 
on the fact that the Bible itself is pro-sales. Now, I know that you may not believe, well, you just might not believe that right now. What my job is to do as the salesman in this situation, follow me on this, guys. What my job is to do is to create an environment that allows you to make the best decision for yourself. So hear me out on this, and then ultimately make the best decision for yourself. All right, guys? All right, here we go. Let's let's dive into this thing here. So what does the Bible actually say about sales? Because as any of our podcasts, you guys know, that's where we're going to go to the instructional manual, the book of life. It's our playbook. So what does the Bible actually say about it? Well, we're going to start here in Proverbs 11.26. It says, the people curse him who holds back grain, but a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. When I read this, I don't read. I've read every other version that can be found on here. But one thing I do not read is that it says blessings are on the head of him that donates it, that gives it away. It clearly says blessings are upon the head of him that sells it. Now, I want to be clear that the Bible doesn't necessarily go into like the intricacies of sales or some of the, the techniques or tactics that a lot of sales gurus out there, they, they'll teach you different strategies on how to sell people. I mean, can ultimately be manipulating people. That's not what we're talking about at all. You know, my definition of sales has nothing to do with that. Those are probably some of the reasons that you may have feelings against sales or salesmen, saleswomen, just overall in general. But when done correctly, following the principles here that we're going to dive into, sales principles from the Word of God, if that's what we're going to go through here, we can absolutely change people's lives, people's eternities through sales. When I said that, I don't care what you think, what profession you're in, if you think you're in sales or you're not, you're in sales. And at the core of it, if you can just learn some of these principles, these aren't hard either. These are very, very simple things to do. And if you can learn some of these principles, put them into practice in just your overall daily life. Whether you're a stay-at-home dad, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, you're on the road traveling sales guy all the time, it doesn't matter. These are principles to live by and to approach relationships with that ultimately will change people's lives and can have the ability to change people's eternities forever. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing, guys. And it's like in 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul actually says this, since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. Basically, he said, because we know of the consequences that we are, we know of the consequences We're going to persuade and influence as many people that we can into a relationship with Christ. So it's it's understanding that there was consequences. And so he's like, no, we know what those consequences are. So we're going to persuade people. We're going to influence them to as many people as we can to persuade them into a relationship with Christ. So if we can learn these principles we can ultimately influence and create an environment that people just want what we have. 
as followers of Christ. Maybe you're not a follower of Christ right now. You just like listening to these podcasts. Totally fine. But I'm telling you, if you can implement these principles into your life, you can do amazing things. Amazing things. I'm going to go through a handful of these here today. We'll see if we get through all of them here. We might do a two-part episode on this thing here. But one of the most basic principles that you guys have probably heard is that you got to be sold on what you're selling. Or more importantly, be convicted in what you're selling. Be convicted in what that actually is. To sell something effectively, okay? And this is, I'm thinking of like, not just like a get rich quick thing, right? Where you're tricking people into do something. That's obviously not what I'm talking about here. But to be effective at long term, you gotta be sold on the product yourself or the service that you have. Because how can somebody want to buy something from you if you don't truly believe in it? Because that's gonna come through the sales process. The Apostle Paul had numerous hardships in being that messenger of Christ. He faced persecution, beatings, imprisonment, all sorts of ridicule. But in spite of that hardship, in spite of all of that, he still wrote this in 2 Corinthians. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith that the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. In other words, what he was saying was, I believe so much in what I'm selling that I'm willing to endure the kind of rejection that I'm going to face, that ridicule, the imprisonment. He was willing to endure all of that because he was so sold on what he was offering He knew it, that it was going to be a benefit to the world. Now, I want to be clear on this, guys. You don't have to be passionate about your product or your service. I mean, again, if you've heard any of our other teachings, I was not passionate about some of the products or the services that I had sold, but I still knew that they were providing an amazing solution for the customer. I was sold on the fact that they were fulfilling a need. That's a must. You got to be able to fulfill a need. But here's the thing. People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. People don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the prime example, right? We know that people need it. They need him, but not everybody wants him. So our job is to make it as attractive as possible to create an environment where people are like, man, I want what you have. I want the peace that you have, the joy that you share, creating that environment where people, again, they need Jesus, but we know so many people aren't choosing to buy Jesus. So we have to create that environment that they buy into it. And that's one of the first principles that we can do. Be sold on what you're selling, whether it's the gospel or you know the new widget that just came out, right? It doesn't matter what it is, but you have to be convicted that it, it morally and ethically, it's a good product, a good service, and you are providing value. You are fulfilling a need for somebody else. All right, another principle I found is this, guys. Enthusiasm is absolutely essential. In the sales world, if you're not fired up about what you're offering, why would anybody else be? You got to get fired up about your product or your service. The word enthusiasm, it's actually a Greek word. The Greek origin of it means inspiration or possession of God. 
inspiration or possession of God. When the early Christians saw someone convert to Christianity, they didn't have any other words to describe just this joy that came upon them. They had to create a word, and they used two words, N, E-N, and Theos, T-H-E-O-S, which when you put that together, that means God within. So in other words, it means to be inspired. It's like God himself that dwells within us. Enthusiasm. And that kind of enthusiasm comes from a great product, comes from a great service. When you know that you're providing that, it's easy to get excited to be enthusiastic about what you're selling. If you're selling something that you're not excited about, if you're not completely sold on it, you really got two options here. Resell yourself on it. Like relook at it, take a glance at it. And if if you can make adjustments to it, if it's your product, your service, make some adjustments that actually get you excited and convicts you to the point where you just got to tell people about this. If you can't do that, if you're selling somebody else's product or service and you're not sold on it, you aren't like, like you don't feel good in your heart of what you're providing to somebody else, then stop doing it. Stop selling it. There's so many other things out there that you can do, so many different things that you could sell that you can actually get excited about. The Bible said it this way in Acts 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. In other words, when the Pharisees saw the enthusiasm that these two guys had, they concluded that they were sold on what they were selling. You didn't have to like win them over with your knowledge and understanding of the product. They were just like, man, if these guys are jacked up about this, it must be good. The enthusiasm is what sold them on what they were selling. So let me ask you this, guys. Are you sold on what you're selling? And if you are, how enthusiastic are you about it? Because if you aren't getting excited about it, I have sales teams throughout the country that every day, every Monday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it is, they're traveling away from their families to go bring a product, go bring a service to people. And that's a big thing. If you can't get excited about what we're bringing, what we're taking to the general public, then don't do it. Then that's not the job for you. That's not the business opportunity for you. There's far too many things that we can do to add value to this world. And if we're not getting excited about it, if it's not an inspiration inside of you that you can get excited about, then look for something else to do. Look for something else to do. All right, guys, next one here. Know that when you're selling something, when you're selling something at the core of it, you're selling yourself. You are selling yourself. There's nothing else that should be sold in that manner, not the product, not the features of anything, any product service that is that you're selling. You are selling yourself. And hear me on this. Proverbs 11.30 says, he who wins souls is wise. He who wins souls is wise. This is so critical here, guys. Okay, if your prospect, your potential customer, if they're not sold on you, they will never be sold on your product or service. The worst thing that you can do is try to win the sale without winning the soul. You got to win the soul before you can ever win the sale. I'm going to say it again. You got to win the soul 
S-O-U-L, before you can win the sale, S-A-L-E. To win a soul is ultimately what we're doing is we're gaining that prospect's trust. Sales, relationship, all of that is about know, like, and trust. They got to know us. Hopefully, they like us. But at the core of it, they got to trust us. And we do this through genuine relationship building, not through gimmicks, not through like sales strategies or tactics, but sincerely being genuine, being honest, and operating with integrity. Why is this so important, guys? And here's the deal. Every message, every message is always filtered through the messenger. Every message is filtered through the messenger. And if you don't trust the messenger, how can you trust the messenger product? You're the messenger in this thing. So if the message is being filtered through the messenger, and if people don't trust you, how are they going to trust the product? There's no chance. It starts and ends with you. Win the soul and you can win the sale. But if you don't got the soul, you certainly ain't going to get a sale. When you succeed in really building a genuine relationship, when we're talking like genuine relationship, you're going to move from that position of salesperson, like I'm just being that person trying to sell me something, you're moving from that position to more of a consultant. And what you're doing then is you're helping them make the best decision for themselves. And this only happens when you build that bridge of a relationship a relationship that you've created and you've built with them, then you can proceed with the actual sale. All right, another one here, guys. What do I got? One more. Yeah, let's do one more here, guys. Okay, so people are going to buy with emotion, never with logic. Hear me on this, guys. Every buying decision, every sale is an emotional decision. Now, yes, it needs to be backed up by logic. It needs to be justified with logic. But every sale is an emotional decision. Facts and figures, they could certainly help in the process. But at the end of the day, it boils down to how that person feels in that situation or how they're going to feel once they make the wise decision to buy your product or service. And when Peter spoke on the day of Pentecost... He used some facts, some figures, maybe even some logic, but he spoke in a way that spoke directly to that intuitive, that feeling part of his listeners. This is in Acts chapter 2, verse 36 and 37, they show us this. It says, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah says, then Peter's words pierced the hearts. And they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? So his conviction, think of these principles we just went through. You got to be sold. You got to be convicted on the product itself. His conviction and his enthusiasm, it came through. It, it, it showed through, right? Not just the words that he said, but how he said them. Could you imagine when he spoke? So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Could you imagine the burning desire, the passion that he spoke with? That had to be overwhelming. And he evoked such an emotion within people that ultimately sold himself 
that brought them to the point where they said, what should we do? Those are some basic biblical principles that we can apply into sales, into just into how we approach any situation that we're looking to influence, not manipulate, but we're looking to influence by using these basic principles. Now, I've got a number more for you guys, but I feel like I could talk on this topic all day long. This is just something that I, I geek out to. And I believe through this process, I, well, first off, I just love to see how the Bible lines up or how, how it just takes us through just some real life examples. Take anything in the world today. We can go back to the blueprint of the Bible that God's given us. And there's examples of how this happened through the word of God. And I'm hoping, I'm trusting that I've started to open up your guys' eyes to the fact that the Bible is pro-sales. The Bible is pro-sales, but if you're not quite there yet, that's all right, no problem. Okay, I'm going to come back next week with another episode that I promise you will get you over the edge. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.